Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Our churches are broken. But right now, we got the medicine right here. It is called the Word of God. Praise God. The Bible Gilead. And, you know, as you was reading it this time, I was reading it, too. And, you know, I read the same thing sometimes, different stuff. Jump out at you. Yes, sir. And I'm just sitting here, as you was reading it, say, uh, the planning of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So yes. everything that he do for us is so that he could be glorified. So he blessed me Come on. so that he could be glorified. That's just amazing to me. Man. I don't know why that touched me different today. Just, you know, everything I'm petitioning for and I've been begging for and asking for and hoping for and doing the right thing for, Come on. he going to give it to me. Just so that he can be glorified. I'll take it. It's all about him. I'll take it. Sister and brothers, we want you to do us a big favor here at the Barbara Gilead headquarters. Like this episode. Share. Please share. Because we get calls from all and hits and chats from all around the world. And that's because of you and the grace of God that the Spirit of the Lord from us has come upon you. Oh, man, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for that, sisters and brothers. And we thank you. So continue to support this program, like this program, share this program, because the news that we're hearing from all over the world is that it is helping. It is healing. I know things are ugly. I know death is here. Thank God for your resurrection. In Jesus' name, comfort one another with these words. Yes, sir. I want to, if it's not simply on mine, give a special shout-out to the brethren in Italy and the brethren in the United Kingdom. Man. Uh, we've been fellowshipping uh, all since yesterday, since last night. Praise the Lord. And for anybody that was wondering, from that fellowship, I feel good right now. I feel good. Man. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Nancy Cantu, good evening. Uh, Krista Adams, Israel, good evening. Mm-hmm. Virginia Lassine, welcome to YouTube, sister. Thank you. Again, Virginia, England, Israel, thank you for watching. Chef, sister. Nina, we go back like babies and diapers. Love you, babe. <laughs> Man, man, we, Alicia Rowe, welcome to the show. Sister Mike says, wait, she's here. Hey, Mike. Okay, she's in the house. Special shout-out to my mom. And so y'all keep my father, uh, he's sick. Keep my father in your prayer. His name is Ernest. Keep him in your prayer, sisters and brothers. Man, so many people are sick and uh, afflicted, though. Oh, and, you know, we can see Instagram now. And it's, it's popping on Instagram right Instagram. now. Instagram. It's like nine people already. That's so what's up. Y'all should like type something or send some hearts or something because I can see you now. I see you. Can, can, it, can Instagram see you a little? Maybe can they see you? Hey, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instead of sit up straight. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, Instagram is a picture app. So, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. tell us about tonight's show. Let's get into this. Yes, sir. Well, uh, like I said previously, we're all gathered here today. Uh, to talk about the memorial of the blowing of trumpets, um, since the word memorial is in it, right? Probably important for us to remember some stuff, right? And so, what I want to do, actually, before we get all the way into it, is I want to share some information that I found um, on the internet, and it, it's I think it's relevant to what we're talking about. Okay, right? So it's uh, just a couple paragraphs. You got it on yours. This is from um, this is about a event. That happens every year. It's called National Back to Church Day, mm. right? And like I said, we're just going to read a little bit about it and then see if it applies to us or if we can apply it to us or if it has any relevance to this uh, topic today. And, again, we want to welcome all of our social media outlets and, and talk to you. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bomb Gilead. The title is The Sound of Salvation since we're dealing with the memorial of the Lord of Trumpet. Man, listen, listen to this. Listen to this, though. Mm-hmm. For the sixth time. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I, I, for the sixth time. Six times. So that means that this happened five more times. So that means that this is old news. Mm. Right, go ahead. For the sixth time, around 30,000 churches are expected to be participating in the Back to Church Sunday movement. Right, and I know that we do the Saturday. Yeah. But like I said, I, I want to just 
share some information real quick. Go ahead. Man, that that, that just blew me away. Yeah, That's know, the church right? Sunday. I know, right? An event in which churches will be holding special services, specifically eating, what is this, catered mm-hmm. to welcoming families, friends, and neighbors to come to church. In 2013, more than 21,000 churches from all 50 states, mm. over 120 denominations, and over 90 countries worldwide participated in the event. So it got a lot of people, a lot of churches, a lot of denominations. This is really why I brought this up. Go ahead. Back to Church Sunday began in 2009 in response to a survey research that indicated mm-hmm. 82% of people said they would attend church if someone they knew invited them. So for about 10 years, about 9 or 10 years now, this has been going on. And the survey that they put out said 82% of people would come to church if somebody they knew would just invite them. Right now, we go to church, right? Right. We don't go on Sunday, but we still go to church. Right. And the people that we might invite will be coming to church still. Right. Right. So that means this applies still. 82% would come if somebody would just invite them. Wow. But, but only 2% of church members were inviting people to come with them to their church event website. Right, and that's, I just wanted to share that with you because this day that we're about to talk about is the real Back to Church Day. And that website was www.christianitydaily.com. Yes, sir. And you you could uh, Google the uh, Back to the Church thing if you want to know just uh, more about it. But um, like I was saying, this day, these days, the Feast of the Lord days are the days where it's supposed to be a whole movement of people around the country going back to church, mm. right? And so that's why I thought it was relevant to talk about it now because a 2% are asking that that might be why that our building isn't like bulging at the scene. What? Maybe that's why it's not people, you know, it's standing room only and you got to sit in the back and listen, just listen to it on the TV or something like that, right? So I just want to encourage everybody. Mm. If you know someone who has not been to class with you, Right? It's say like 82% of them will come if you just ask them. Right? But only 2% of us is asking. Right? I want to encourage you to step out on faith and ask. And we're going to read about some reasons why you're supposed to ask. Mm. Right? And uh, just be patient. We're going to get to that. But for right now, understand that that's part of the reason. Because nobody asked. Nobody right? asked. You have not because you asked not? Mm. Hey, I think I think you need to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, Moving on to the memorial of the blowing of the trumpets. In the 23rd chapter of Leviticus, the commandments tell us about this day. Yeah. Um, I am not going to read Leviticus 23 because on Tuesday, the pastor is going to go into the memorial of the blowing of the trumpets. Yes. And he's going to talk about the day and why the day is the seventh month and the first day of the month versus August or September, whatever month we're in now. Right. And the differences between those two. What I want to talk about today is more of a spiritual um, ramifications or reason why we deal with this day, right? Because the trumpets and revelation, they symbolize Jesus coming back. And, again, if you want to know about that, you don't already know about that, I encourage you to come visit us, Riverdale 520, 138 Street in Riverdale, Illinois, um, noon on Tuesday. Or catch us live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or not Instagram, YouTube or Facebook, right. and the pastor will go all the way into it. But today, in the spirit of Brother Julius, I want to graduate from the physical man to the spiritual. From the kernel to the spirit. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And that's what we're going to deal with. We're going to deal with the spirit, right? And so I want to start this off with three questions. And we're going to answer those questions as we go through this topic, but just something for you to be looking for to extract from what I'm going to talk about, right? So, number one, what does Memorial of the Blowing of the Trumpets teach us about us? I like that. Right? Again, we know that it has something to do with Jesus because it's in the Bible and, you know, the trumpets and, you know, Jesus comes with the trumpets and, you know, even in the New Testament. But what about us, though? What's our role? Mm. Do we just let Jesus do him and we all just sit back and wait for the trumpets to blow? That's how we do? Right? So we're going to answer that question uh, because it is a memorial. So what are we going to remember about us? Number two, what does the watchman use to warn the people? Man. Right? So that's kind of a spoiler alert. We're going to talk about watching. And then third question is sacrifices. 
where were the sacrifices kept? Come on. And what I mean by that is, you know, if it's, uh, you got only so many priests, right, and they all got to deal with the sacrifices, I might have four animals I'm uh, killed. Judas got seven animals, you know, and then there's thousands of them. So why are you killing my first one and waiting on the other two? What do I do with it? You ever read about, like, a pen that you put the cows in or, like, a little room or something like that? So we're going to read about that and uh, kind of deal with that. And, again, all that's in conjunction with these trumpets. Mm. All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the book. I feel like I did a sermon already. <laughs> right. Numbers chapter 10. Bring your Bible to number. Can, you, can they be in the, No, you can't bring your phone. Bring your Bible to numbers the 10th chapter. I heard they made a phone. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I think it was defective. I think you might put it in their back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was defective. Who's supposed to get your head covered? If, yeah. If you haven't gotten already. Man, Numbers chapter 10. Numbers chapter 10, and we're going to pick it up at verse 1. Mm. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver, mm. of a whole piece shall thou make them. So I want to point out that they made of silver, and this is the evolution of the trumpet, and we're going to read about it. Keep going. That thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly, mm. and for the journeying of the camps. And? And when they... And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Mm-hmm. And if they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. So we got a couple things here. When they blow trumpets, right? that's when you know everybody supposed to get with the princes and come up, right? Or that means the heads of the households only should come up. Right. Right. That's easy enough, right? That's for the assembly, right? What about when you turn in? Because remember, they was in the, the wilderness 40 years. Right. Keep going. Verse 5, right? So you blow an alarm. Mm-hmm. Then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. When you blow an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their They shall blow an alarm with their journey. Right. So we're talking about certain sounds here. Yeah. Right? That means you got to know what it is you're listening to. Not just any horn that blow any tune. It got to be a certain journey, I mean a certain tune, right, for the first ones to move and then for the next ones to move. It's called an alarm, right? So understand and, and recognize the distinction now. We're talking about certain sounds. Go ahead. Verse 7. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, mm-hmm. you shall blow but you shall not sound an alarm. Wow. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generation. So, again, we listen for certain sounds. Yes. Keep that in mind as we go forward. Right, verse 9. And if you go to war in your land mm-hmm. against the enemy that oppress you, then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpets, and you shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and you shall be saved from your enemy. Praise God. So now we, we see a reason. Why you have to know the distinction in the sound. Yes. Because if you go in the war and they blow the wrong sound, then that might mean it's time to retreat. Right. But if they blow the right sound, then that means you're supposed to become courageous. Charged. Because the Lord's going to fight for us. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, it's on now. Right? Verse 10, please. Also, in the day of your gladness and in your solemn days and in the beginning of your months, you shall blow with the trumpets over your burnt offerings and over the sacrifices of your peace offerings. So I, I, I failed to point out in verse 9 that this is salvation yes. coming from this trumpet, right? Because it said, be courageous because God's going to go fight for you. He's going to save you, right? So this is where we get, this is where I got the title, the sound of salvation. Yes. Because if it's the wrong sound, then it's the sound of retreat, right? But in verse 10, he uh, said the same thing that's written in Psalms 81, uh-huh. right? It talks about this trumpet blowing over the sacrifices, it said, right? right? Over your burnt offerings, over the sacrifices, over the peace offerings, right? I talked to a lot of people. A lot of people don't know that, right? That after you make a sacrifice, they actually blew the trumpet over, right? Because remember what the sacrifice represents, and the trumpet is the sound right. of salvation, right? Did you finish saying? No. Go ahead. The end of that. That they may be to you for a memorial before your God. I am the Lord your God. So every time a trumpet is blown, it's a memorial. It's make, to make you remember something, right? To remember or to put you in remembrance of something. So let's go to First Thessalonians, straight to the New Testament. That's why they used to blow the trumpet um, in the land. They'd blow it on the Sabbath day right at twilight right. to make you remember 
Sabbath day and to keep it holy. Yes. Right? So that's what we're dealing with. Trump is sound. We need to recognize them. They're supposed to make us remember to do something. All right? So First Thessalonians, we're going to go to chapter 4, and we're going to let Paul tell us a little bit more about trumpets and what they represent the sounds and stuff. Uh, verse 9, please. First Thessalonians 4 and 9. Yes, sir. But as touching brotherly love, you need not that I write unto you, for you yourselves are taught of God to love one another. So I had to read that because obviously these people understand the love versus the knowledge. Right? Right. 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 God. Go ahead. And indeed, you do it toward all the brethren which are in all Macedonia. Mm -hmm. But we beseech you, brethren, mm -hmm. that you increase more and more. So I would also like to beseech you, brethren and sisters. Yes. Right? As these feast days go on, <laughs> I want you to increase yes. more and more. Yes. Don't just go through the motions, feast after feast. You just come in here to eat. Okay, you read some book, and then you ate. Come You're on. supposed to be getting to the heights and the depths of Christ. Right? That's, again, why I'm not just regurgitating the same lesson that's going to be done Tuesday. Right? Because you want to, you have to seek this thing out. Okay, go ahead. Verse 11, and that you... And that you study to be quiet mm -hmm. and to do your own business yes. and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Yes, sir. That you may walk honestly toward them that are without and that you may have lack of nothing. Yes. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. So on top of all that stuff that you're supposed to do, uh -huh. I want you to know this. I would have you not to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep or have passed on. Yes, sir. That you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Mm -hmm. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. Okay, how are you going to do that? But this we say to you by the word of the Lord, mm -hmm. that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord mm -hmm. shall not prevent them which are asleep. Praise God. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout. So we're talking about Jesus coming back, right? <clears throat> so if you didn't know already that this trumpet symbolizes Jesus' return, this is the scripture to tell you that. So like I said, the pastor is going to go deeper on this point, yes. but this point is relevant to make the rest of my point. So go ahead. For the Lord himself shall be seen from heaven with the shout, uh -huh. with the voice of the archangel, Amen. and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So this is the first thing that the trumpets teach us about. Right, that we need to recognize the sound, right? Because remember, it wasn't just the trumpet; it was also the shout. Right, the trumpet and the shout is what got the dead up out the ground. Right, right. That's something right in your mind. Right, we about to go uh, to um, where I want to go. First Kings yes. one, right. But keep that in your mind. It was the trumpet and the shout. Right. That's why Psalms chapter eighty nine says that uh, blessed be the people that know the joyful sound. Right. Right. And again, we are gonna get deeper. We are gonna see why. But I got one verse in First Kings, just because I need to point out something, bring something else into this trumpet game. First Kings chapter one and verse thirty-nine. And Zadok the priest mm -hmm. took the horn of oil out of the tabernacle. So just so we can understand, it's the priest here went into the tabernacle, brought out a horn of oil. You ever study what goes on in the tabernacle? It's a lot of furniture in there. Right. Got the candlestick, the table, right. and the showbread, and right. the altar. And um, it seems like I'm missing something. But make sure you go research that because as far as a Christian's walk, what goes on in that tabernacle, that's where you're going to meet God, right? So if you're a Christian and you're trying to, like, be in tune with God, you probably should know about what goes on in that tabernacle. You should know. You definitely should know, right? But in, a, in addition to all those things that you can read about, uh -huh. now we have a horn of oil coming out of the tabernacle, right? And what are you going to do with this horn? Of oil. And Zadok the priest took the horn of oil out of the tabernacle mm -hmm. and anointed Solomon. So with the horn, he's about to anoint something. Yes. Right? Now, again, this scripture is not saying there's anything wrong with having a bottle of oil. Right? You come on Friday night, get anointed, no problem. Right? Right? But if Julius let the horn of oil slip out, I'm going to need him to anoint me with the horn. Right. Right? And we're going to see why, because this horn is important. Super important. Go ahead. Finish that. And they blew the trumpet. And all the people said, God save King Solomon. Right, yes, sir. Right, so I just went there so that we could get this horn, right, this horn of oil. We're going to go now to the book of Joshua, right? And many of you understand the story of Joshua, and if you don't, we're going to read a little bit about it, right? We're going to see if there's any connection to this horn and this trumpet and these memories 
and the sound and a distinct sound. Everything right. has to connect us, then, brother. Oh, yes, sir. Everything yes, has sir. to connect because the Lord said, do all things decent and in order. Mm-hmm. And so this is the way they did. This is the way Israel did, sister, brothers. This is world. This is your history and world history, sister, and brothers. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Break down the lesson, make it simple to understand. That's my goal. Yes. That's my goal. Hopefully I can get on that. Right. right. We're going to go to Joshua chapter 6 and see if we can get some breadcrumbs to help us understand our Roll. I'll take the crumb, brother. Feed me. Look, feed me. I snatch it from the dog after it falls from the uh, table of the <laughs> Verse 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. Uh-huh. Nobody went out and none came in. Let's uh, read verse 3 because we're talking about Jericho, right? Yes, sir. All right. And you shall come past the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shall thou do six days. Mm-hmm. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. So now we get to the origin of the trumpet. Right? Remember, the first one we read, it talked about trumpets of silver that he wanted them to make. But now we're reading about trumpets of ram's horns. And again, this has a significance. Just be patient with me. Right? Um, eventually, like I said, he let them do silver because when you read about silver in the Bible, like with 30 pieces of silver, um, they did Joseph with the silver. Uh-huh. It, uh, it makes it sound like it's redeeming, right? That's what silver is used in conjunction with a lot of times when you read it. Yeah, he did that thing, that 30 pieces of uh, silver with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. And I think even Abraham and Sarah, uh, like Pharaoh gave him a thousand pieces of silver uh, to get her, to give her back or something like yeah. that, right? Make sure you go read that in Genesis, right? But verse 4, And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of Miriam's horn. Mm-hmm. And the seventh day you shall compass the city Seven times. Mm-hmm. And the priest shall blow with the trumpet. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout. Mm. Look, I can see a connection here. Ooh. Shout Ooh. with a great shout. And the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Absolutely. So we see that same thing again. When Before Jesus came, it was a trumpet and a shout. And before these people get ready to take down this city, they're going to blow trumpets and they're going to shout. Man. Right? Finish that, though. <clears throat> Verse 6. Mm-hmm. And Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said unto them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horn before the Ark of the Lord. And it's before the Ark of the Lord. So that means after they blow that trumpet, they shout, then the thing that represents the Lord is right behind them. Right, so again, uh, while we might want to be in tune with the sound right. or distinct the sounds, because right after that sound, here come the Lord. Man. Right, so now we got seven priests with seven rams horns. Right. Right, before we was talking about making silver trumpet, now we seven of them with seven of them. Right, verse 8, please. And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of rams horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets. And the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. Absolutely. Let's drop down to verse 16 and get to the point here. Man. And it came to pass at the seventh time, when the priest blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Woo! Sometimes you just got to shout. And I'm so glad that you did that. It puts me at ease. Because I was going to say that a lot of times we read this, right, and we use this for evidence in our faith. Right, because God did that for him. That's our evidence that he's going to do stuff for us. Yes. And that's definitely the truth. I want to encourage everyone, though. In this story, the thing that Brother Julius has illustrated more than anything was the shout. Yes. And, I mean, when the Lord gives you favor, maybe it's like when he gives you a city. Like, like maybe that time when everybody's God was hating on you and everybody right. trying to get you fired, but instead you got a promotion. Yeah. Like, that's the reason to go, whoa! Have an outburst. Yes. Yeah, like we did on Pentecost. Right? If you didn't see that release of Pentecost, make sure you rewind that back. Yes. Right? Sometimes you got to have an outburst. Maybe the Lord gave you a sit. What, what about something real simple like this? Thank you, Jesus. Absolutely. I, I, I think I, I'm going to do a little bit longer with the shout. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you make me want to. Turn up. Turn up, turn up, turn up. Sister <laughs> brothers, but we rejoicing in the Lord. For sure. Look, 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 look. Real talk, real talk, family. Speak to him. 
world is in chaos and it's getting worse. The Lord said that the present suffering that we're going through right now and the loss of life and the loss of faith and when the Lord comes back and restore everything, oh my God, the Lord said we're going to come back with tears of joy. Can you imagine? No. Can, 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 oh, no, oh, I can't. Oh, can you imagine no more death? Damn, bro. Can you see the tunnel? At the end of the tunnel, can you see the light? Come quickly. We need you. Just to answer your question, for me, you know, I lost somebody that was real close to me I grew up with uh, yeah. about a month ago, yeah. and I'm just standing on faith, man, because, no, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine tears of joy or, you know what I'm saying, the former things. Yeah. I'm just believing God for it. Man. And I'm just day by day, and he going to show it to me, or at the end he going to get it. I see it, brother. And that's it. That's I all I got. It. I see it. So if you struggle with it, too, hold your head. You ain't the only one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not super spiritual like that, where it's just like everything you read is it, me. Nah. Not bum. Yeah. Bum. Yeah. Bum. That's why I'm here reading about it. Bum. Bum. Mm. So that's my shout, bro. So what you're saying is we we giving them a taste of our own medicine. Man. Okay. The bomb. Okay. No doubt. Is there no bomb in Gilead? It is. Here it is, the brother. Here it is. Look to the hills from which comes our help. Yes, sir. Because I know all my help come from the Lord. Mm. You know why I know? Because he delivered Job. Yes, sir. He delivered Job. Oh, that is a resurrection. Praise God. There's a resurrection, bro. Woo! There's a resurrection. Man, I'm telling you, sister, brother, the, 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 the violence. Man, I mean, it looked like Satan is winning. And the great tribulation ain't even started yet. But guess what? Who's he that do it until the end. Hey, oh, hey, Dre, Dre, we, we walk by what? Hey. I can't hear you. Hey, I can't hear you. Hey, we walk by faith, people, not by sight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. JD, help us on the way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, man, but that actually I'm, feels I'm good up. to me. I'm turned yeah. up. Like, it's like I want to do it one more time. I'm not going to, though, because I'm, 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 I'm going to have temperance right now. Feel free, though. Go ahead, man. Well, <laughs> hey, it feels good, man, to have that release. Man. That's why he have us do it every man. 50th day and once a year on the 50th day. Look, look, who else do we have? Who else do we have? The Lord said no man can serve two masters. So if I'm a shout and I'm a cry, I'm a crowd for the God of Israel. I see you. He said, I would never leave you. That is something to shout about. Yeah. Yes, I would never leave you, Lord, but thank you. Praise God. Well, Judas, you're going crazy. Yeah, crazy for the Lord. Hey, you know what? Yeah, my piece. We about to have praise and worship in here. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Genesis 22. Genesis 22. I don't know if I'm there to turn down if you get me all the way going. So, Genesis, we got like 40 minutes left in the show. Genesis 22, we're going to pick it up at verse 1. And this uh, chapter, um, this chapter, in the last couple of months, I've been realizing Genesis 22 gives us almost the entire story of the father and the son. I don't know if anybody else has ever seen it like that. We can see it today. Yes, sir. Let's go see it. Through the spirit of the Lord, let's make it see it. Yes, sir. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Oh, right here. Watch this. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Behold, here I am. What else he said? And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom you love. And get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. So everybody try to walk with us here. See if you can tell who's who in this little story. All right, we talking about the plan of salvation in this chapter. Verse, no, no, let's go verse 6. Get down verse 6. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering mm-hmm. and laid it up on Isaac, his son. Yeah. Can, can you imagine you got wood and you put it on your son? chest and his neck and his torso and his body. Man. Mm -hmm. And laid up on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. So Abraham here represents the father. 
if you can't see it already. Let me let me help you. Abraham represents the Father, Come on. and Isaac represents Christ. Right? That's why he said, "Your only son." Yeah, what? The only right. son, just like the Father in heaven, Jesus is his only begotten Son. Even though all of us is his kids, right? Even though the angels is all sons of God, right? Or at least what? Some thirds of them there. So, but here we got Abraham and the Father, and Abraham is going to willingly sacrifice his son. Nobody came and took him from him, mm-hmm. right? And he says that your son, who you love, take him up there. He took him up there, right? Man. It's sure mm-hmm. I took his only son. So now, Osea walked with him. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten mm-hmm. son. Y'all see what we're going? Now, wait, catch the rest of it, too. Mm-hmm. Like you, you pointed out, he, he laid the wood on ice. Yeah. Right? If you know anything about the crucifixion of Jesus, he didn't get to just go stroll up to the cross and then just jump on that thing. Right? They put the cross on him. He had to carry his own cross. Yeah. Right, and to your point, that is kind of crazy that sacrifice me pop I carry my own. Hey, put that thing on his shoulder, man. man. Put spikes on his head, dripping blood, and he carried that that he carried his own cross. Now Abraham could have had let the young man carry the wood. How are you gonna make Isaac do it? That's because he knew something. Are you ready to shake up your cross? Absolutely. Are you ready to shout? Mm-hmm. And if they had a knife with him, did they pierced him, right? Yeah, they pierced Christ. Yeah, it was pierced. Right, so we're seeing it all right here. It's like a little microcosm of it, yeah. right? Um, what we at? Verse, yeah, verse 7. Yes, sir. And Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father said, my father. Mm. And he said, here am I, my son. And he said, behold, I'm the wood, but where, where's the lamb for the burnt offering? That's a great question. And we're going to deal with that question, but for right now, I want everybody to pay attention to the details, right? The question was, where is the lamb for the burnt offering? All right? Keep going. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Now, just between us, God provided the lamb. It was like 1,500 years later. Right? Feel free to go do your math, mm. right? It's about 1,500 years. Mm. Right? But here in this story, though, people are disagreeing. Like, no, uh he had to sacrifice right here. Like, no, no, no. You missed the details. Man. He said that God is going to provide himself a lamb. Right? Isaac said, where's the lamb? Abraham said, oh, man, God's going to provide himself a lamb. Don't trip. Man. Right? Now, strip down to verse 12, and let's see what happens. Man. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad. Neither do thou anything unto him. I'm sorry. I think we I, 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 I got to go back I'm to here. Yeah, I'm just hurt. I got to go back to here. Thank you, brother. Mm-hmm. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Right. So we know God stopped him. Right. And the, the reason why God stopped him is because while Abraham and Isaac represent the father and the son, Isaac also represents us. It's our, is what it say, uh, the wages of sin is death. So that means it's our payment to end up on this altar being sacrificed. But instead, the Lord stopped and said, hey, don't hurt him. Why did he say don't hurt him? Verse 12. Man, man. And he said, I got to read 11 because I That's see fine. something here. Go forth, go forth. I see something here. The angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven. That's a long way from the heaven to the earth. <laughs> no doubt. He didn't say, He shouted, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Yeah. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. But now I know that thou fearest God. So we're going to deal with that lamb in one second. But, you know, Abraham is called the father of faith. Yes. And, you know, me and my speaks on why that is. Because, yes. you know, Abraham had a father. And if you read the lineage of Jesus, Abraham's father is in that lineage. Yes. Being a son of God. Yes, sir. Right? And so... Here, I think it tells us why he's the father of the faithful because Abraham is the one who was willing to sacrifice his only begotten son. He didn't kick. See, it ain't like television, that movie, The Bible, mm-hmm. where Abraham. <laughs> all little son. It wasn't none of that. Absolutely what is it, not. Lord? Okay. Absolutely not. Take your son. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to show you a mountain, and you're going to go up there and you're going to sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. 
Yeah. Yes, Lord. Knowledge versus understanding. Yeah. Right? The knowledge is the, the movie you quote. Understanding is how we know he didn't cry. Man. Because he knew what was happening from the beginning. Yes, he did. All right? That's Made why he's a Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, verse 13, let's deal with that. i got to finish that point. Oh, okay. I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. Can you do the same thing? If the Lord asks you to sacrifice your son, your daughter, mm -hmm. could you do it? Not necessarily kill him either. Sacrifice a meaning. Uh, was a, the law say if you got to rebel your son? Man. What are you supposed to do with somebody in your house? And they rebelling against God. Uh, the rod of correction was driving from. And what if they're grown up? Uh, I lied. That's sacrifice. That's sacrifice. Because you know what might happen here. You want to obey bye bye? Mm -hmm. Sacrifice. No Man. doubt. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him, a ram caught in the thicket by his horn. There was a lamb in the thicket? A ram. A ram. That's a big, big goat. Mm -hmm. That's a little different than the lamb. I mean, they're the same animal, but it's different. It's like the difference between the six-year-old boy and the two people you see here. Same kind of thing. He said he's going to provide a lamb, and that's why I said the lamb came 1,500 years later. Man. Because right here, he provided a ram. Mm. Right? And remember, we've been reading about ram's horn. Right? So I wanted you to come here. So that I you like that. I like that. That Isaac represents us, and instead of us dying, the ram, the ram. is sacrificed. No doubt. A ram caught in the thicket by his horns, and Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Yes, sir. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. Mm -hmm. It is to say to this day, in the mouth of the Lord it shall be seen. And after I realized the analogies I just explained to you, verse 14 came alive to me. Right, Jehovah Jireh, as it said today, in yes, the Mount sir. of the Lord shall it be seen. And that's where it was saying. Yes. In the Mount of the Lord. In the Mount of Mount the Lord. Zion. If you don't know anything about look up Jerusalem. Mount Zion, the city of David, all that stuff is that's on a mountain technically. He provided his sacrifice. Mm -hmm. uh, oh absolutely. Man. That's one of the reasons it was so hard to take Israel down for uh the uh the Romans and the Greeks. Right, that's why it was such a rebellious place when uh, the Romans was there in Jesus' time. Right. Because it's like it's perfectly situated. I think it's written that, that way, right? Perfectly situated. The book said beautiful for situation. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. 16. Yeah, verse 16. And said, by myself have I sworn, said the Lord, for because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. That's, that's perfect right there. And that's, again, why Abraham is the father of the faithful, because he was not willing to hold back his only son, right? Just like the father of spirits or the father wasn't scared to hold back his only son. Man, I almost want to shout again, man. Let's go to Ezekiel 33, man, before I shout again. Please. Ezekiel 33, and we're going to this um, second question that I had, right, about the watchman. That's what we're going to go read about the watchman. Man. His only son, oh, man. His only, only son. For God so loved the world. Man, that's, yeah, that's it, keep, it just keeps reiterating the shouting, the, the blowing of the trumpet. It mm -hmm. just keeps, man, the trumpet of salvation, sister and brother. And you notice that Abraham didn't have, like, a black son and a white son. Right? He didn't have, like, like a one ethnicity son, another ethnicity son. It was one son. Man. That he represented Christ, but he also represented all of us. Because the ram was sacrificed in place of him. Man. No doubt. Ezekiel chapter 33, and let's uh, pick it up at verse 4. Uh, uh, verse 1. No, verse 1. Thank you. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, mm -hmm. Son of man, speak to the children of thy people, and say unto them, mm -hmm. When I bring the sword upon the land, if the people of the land take a man of their coast and set him foot, mm -hmm. and if he, if when he seeth the sword of come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. So here is the answer to the second question that I asked, right? What does the watchman use to warn the people? The trumpet. The trumpet, right? And everybody claims to be watchmen. I mean, I do too, right? Especially as Israel of God. Like, everybody knows that we are all the watchmen. And that's why the question was so important. Man. How is it that you warn the people with the trumpet? Man. Maybe that's the reason why he wanted us to remember this day, right? Just maybe. Right. Um. So now, if you're a watchman, you're basically a trumpeteer. Yes, sir. Like a trumpet player. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. Cool. Let's do verse four, please. Then, whoso 
own head. Man, he heard the sound of the trumpet and took my warning. His blood shall be upon him. But he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. And so now the question is, since the watchman warns the people with the trumpet, and you ain't never saying none of us walk around with no trumpet, what is it exactly that we warn the people by? Because you see, again, I say it too on Instagram and Facebook and all that. I'm the watchman, right? And I would argue to you that you warn people, yeah, with your mouth, yeah, sure. But you really warn the people by your lifestyle. Come on, come on, right? By your lifestyle. You can use words, but when you get done talking and you over there across the room, we are watching Right, because you're the watchman, right? Somebody to be watched. Yes. Right? And so, yeah, you blow the trumpet, but what happens when you put the trumpet down, though? Are you still a watchman, or are you transformed into, like, a pimp or something? All right? Let's uh, do verse 6. But if the watchman sees the sword come and blow not the trumpet, and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he is taken away in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. Right, so man, if they don't, if this way, I'm sorry. If they blow the trumpet, and the people then the blood is gonna be on you, right? So we got that part. All of us kind of understand that part, yeah. right? So yeah. verse eight, please, man. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die if thou do not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. So here we talking about speaking to warn the wicked. Right, but again, your lifestyle yeah. is how somebody even knows that you're the watchman. Wicked. Right? Because, again, everybody read the Bible, get a little bit of knowledge, like the movie you was just talking about. Right. They blowing the trumpet too. Right? Right? They telling you about Abraham. They just telling you not all the way the truth about him. Right? They told you that he was crying and all that, even though we didn't read that. Right? We didn't read that. So, again, by your lifestyle, right, are you making a distinct sound with your life, or is your life a walking contradiction? Jesus said it this way, you shall know them by their fruit. Mm. You shall know them by their behavior. Mm-hmm. And getting back to that verse 6 right there, uh, we do it, and you look at it every day. Okay, we got Hurricane Harvey coming. Warn the people. Put the flag, the hurricane flag yes, up. Yes, sir. And sound the alarm. Put the news on. Mm-hmm. Put the news on. Put the hurricane one. Category this. Category that. <laughs> I'm going to ride it out. Yeah. No blood is upon your own hands. Because the weatherman was the watchman. He sounded the trumpet, you got the news, but you busy getting your thing on, your groove on, and then the thing come up on you, and just like what the Lord said, he said he's gonna come as a thief of the night. Oh woof. Woof. And he warned you. He said, Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Our job as ministers and watchmen is to warn you from God of the coming circumstances so that you can deliver yourself. Yes. Once we do our job and we warn you and then the great tribulation come up on you and you don't make it to the place of safety, you deliver the Absolutely. obedience to the faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. You sound the horn. What's the horn? In this case, us speaking to you the word of God. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to continue blowing the horn when you see me on the Sabbath day and I'm not sitting here. Come on. you be able to watch what I do. When you see this man walking through the sanctuary, you watch him. And that's how you know that he'll watch you. Right? That's how you know you can trust the sound that he makes. Come on. Right here. See? Thank you. Thank you, sister. Thank you, Judea Israel. Thank you. Oh, yeah. They're my people. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go to uh, 1 Corinthians 14. You know, we got to get Paul back up in here. I call him Paul the lyricist, right? Got to come and remix it up for us. He's going to help me explain this right now. In this chapter, if you didn't know already, chapter 14 is technically the speaking in tongues chapter, right? But he says some things here that, again, are relevant to the trumpet. He said lyrically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Paul the DJ. No DJ doubt. Paul. MC. Apostle Paul. Paul, a.k.a. Paul. What do you say? Give me the microphone first. <laughs> Man. Let's do First uh, Corinthians 14 and verse 6, please. It reads, now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, uh-huh. what shall I profit you except that I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophecy or by doctrine? All right, so he's talking about tongues, but pay attention to the transition here. Verse 7. And even things without life, that's not living, giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sound, 
How shall it be known what is piped the heart? So like I said earlier, it's important for you to know the sound of the Right, like if you're driving down the street, you hear a loud noise behind you. So you say, oh, you're scared. You hit the hit the gas to the floor and you take off. Yeah. Right, and he's like, okay, I got away. Until three miles later, they cut the road off because behind you, that was a siren, police siren. Come on. And because you didn't know the distinction in the sound, Come on. you get that ticket. Right, so that's what he's referring to here. Even stuff that doesn't give life-giving sounds like musical instruments, it's still a certain um, distinction that you should be able to hear. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm, certain. All right. For if the trumpet given us certain sounds, who should prepare himself to the battle? All right, we was just reading that about the battle. Man. Right, how you going to know it's time to battle? You be courageous and let you know the sound. Man. Right, because Louis Armstrong, Miles Davis, they never played no battle cry. Man. I don't think so. I got one Miles Davis now. I don't think it's battle cry. Go ahead. So likewise you, except you utter by the tongue, words easy to be understood, how should it be known what is spoken? So hold on right there. So uh, back to, um, I want to go back to verse 8, I apologize, about this watching, right, and the uncertain sound, right? And I, I just kind of want to go a little bit deep on what that means. Come on, oh. If the trumpet is your lifestyle, then the uncertain sound means that you you living on both sides of the fence, right? Maybe you, you're talking about the Sabbath day, but you're fornicating, right? Or maybe you don't eat pork. But you're willing to cut somebody out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's hypocrisy. That's hypocrisy. That's what we talking about. In one word, hypocrisy. Right? You are the trumpet. Your life is the trumpet. So make sure that you're giving a distinct sound. So when you blow the trumpet and warn the people, they can believe you. Right? Because, again, people watch that movie he was talking about right. and believe that Abraham was just a punk. Right, that's how they made it sound. Right, like crying and tripping and stuff. <laughs> man, I hated that movie, man. Why would God ask you to do something if you finna do crying and all we that? We finna care at all. Yeah, it only makes sense. For sure. All right, can you do verse 8 again? I'm sorry. Man, for if the trumpet given uncertain sound, who should prepare himself to the battle? Mm-hmm. So that's hypocrisy. That's kind of like you play the piano and it sounds like a saxophone. Right? Or somebody playing the drums and it sounds like a guitar. Mm. Right? That's, that's like, whoa, that don't even match. Right? Or... Or if pastor is preaching, but you know what? Bad, bad Jewish. Bad Jewish. The pastor is a watchman. So if he's giving an uncertain sound because he read one verse and then proceeds to tell you everything that's not written, absolutely hypocrisy. But, but pastor, pastor, uh, they're building the third temple in Jerusalem. What should we do? Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. And then the great tribulation comes and sweep you away. Say it ain't so. You didn't recognize the sound. And it's weird because, like, technically it will be all right for certain people. It's not for everybody. So, again, that uncertain sound, mm. right, it's like hypocrisy is, like, mingled in with the truth, mm. right? Because you're a watchman. Everybody knows that's what a watchman is supposed to be right there. But, like, I don't understand the noise there. Is that an alarm? Should I retreat? Or is God coming to help? Man. Hmm. Let's do verse 9. So likewise you, except you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. Mm-hmm. Easy, easy to be understood. Easy. Not no big Greek or mm-hmm. a salarahanda. Yes. None of that. No, no prevaricate. No superfluous. Right, we don't need none of that. <laughs> he said <Not> superfluous. superfluous. <laughs> That's in the Bible, too. Superfluous. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I got to find it, man. <laughs> So likewise, he, except, <laughs> sorry, it's in that part of lyrics. It's the one who's okay, okay. <laughs> except you utter words by the tongue, easy to be understood. How shall it be known what is spoken? For you speak into the air. Mm-hmm. Man, there are, it may be so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without significance. So he said it's a lot of voices in the world. None of them is without signification. So every sound has a significance. That's what I've been saying the whole show. Yes. Right? If the trumpet is a sound of salvation, you should know the sound versus the sound of lies. Man. Right? Or at least even if the sound is similar, you should know the difference between. Again, with that pastor, that's stuff that actually read the scripture. Come on. Come on. And everything else is not true. Right? That's a similar sound, but not the sound of salvation. Man. Right? Uh, verse 11. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, it shall be unto him that speaketh, I shall be shall be unto him that speaks a barbarian, mm-hmm. and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian to me. Mm-hmm. Even so you, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying or the 
church? Absolutely. And just like with everything else in the New Testament, he always takes you a level deeper. Man. He always takes you one step further. Right? He always wants you to strive for mastery. Right? Because what you don't need is for the Lord to set up a situation at your job or something like that. Come on. And somebody who needs instruction in the word. And then you there and you deliver the word to them and they can't hear you. Because your life is such a contradicting sound. Like, yeah, you telling me about the memorial of going to the trumpet, and but you married, though, and I think you over there with the other sister every day at lunch. Kendra, Kendra Horton says the confusion. Mm-hmm. And that is confusion. The book says he that committed adultery wrong with his own soul. Absolutely. What you doing? Mm-hmm. What kind of trouble are you blowing? What kind of life are you living? Yeah, yeah. so that's, they can't take you serious because of the contradiction. Because, of the, again, if you're playing the drums, and it sounds like an electric guitar. It's like, hmm, he might be playing his playing his butt off, but like, I can't take you serious because that's not how I pull the sound. All right, um, I got three scriptures left. Let's uh, go down to uh, Psalm eighteen. Again, Psalm eighteen. Again, the, the, the title of the lesson is the sound of salvation, and it's corresponding to the upcoming memorial of the blowing of the trumpet. Brother Boo is going to bring that forth, sister, brother, and show you that every time a trumpet sounds, a world event happens, so that you can be warned, sisters and brothers. And as we turn in there, I want to just recap the feast real quick, right, an overall picture. And Passover, the Lord passes over your sins, right, in every generation. And then in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, yes. suppose that we talk about personal now, right, yes. about us. Right, the Lord pass over your sins. Yeah. Unleavened bread, you go seven days eating this unleavened bread, going sin free, maintaining. Try to be sin free. Right. Lord. Absolutely. As much as you do in your whole life. Maintenance yes. of the clean slate you was given. Right. Then you're supposed to count down the Pentecost where you're giving that release or that shout. Yes. Right. All of those things as you working on you. Jubilee. Right. He passed over me. I'm maintaining myself. I count down. I forgive people and pass over them. Wow. Now we get the trumpet. You become the watchman. Boom. So you went from discipleship. Now in the latter end of the feast, apostleship. Apostleship. Right? Because why are you blowing the trumpet? So that everybody can be gathered in gathering. Graduation day. Absolutely. And why? Why would you need everybody to be gathered for? So that all of us could be in fellowship with the Father. Man. On the eighth day. On the eighth day. Right. Sure. And this is what we see when yes. we observe the feast, not yes. just people. All right, so uh, Psalm chapter 18 and yes. verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. Mm-hmm. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler mm-hmm. and the horn mm-hmm. of my salvation. So again, and my hot power. He's talking about Jesus again, yes, the sir. horn of my salvation, just like he was in Genesis 22 with yes, Graham. Yes, sir. Right, the horn of my salvation. Go ahead, finish that. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my circumstance, my enemies. Right, so Jesus is our exalted horn. Man. And we talk about horns all the time, right? You deal with the nations and uh, Daniel. They talk about the, the beast with the ten horns and the yes. other horn that came up and plucked up three more horns. So there's horns all over the place, but sometimes we miss the exalted horn of the yes. horn of our salvation. Yes, sir. Right, and that's what about the horn of our salvation. Right? God be Israel. Absolutely. And speaking of this horn, we're going to go to 118 chapter of song. Up there. And answer this third question real quick. Mm. 118, and let's do verse 27, because wow. I said there was a hundred, maybe thousands of sacrifices every day. Where do you store the sacrifices while you're waiting to make your sacrifice? Come it's on, important boy. under this new covenant. I know we don't do animals, but it's important. Read it. God is the Lord, uh-huh. which has showed us life. Yeah. By the sacrifice with cord, even unto the horns of the altar. So then back to us again. What in the new covenant, what is the sacrifice? What's our sacrifice? Because mm. we don't kill animals. Man, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. If you love me, keep my commandments. Absolutely. Which is your reasonable sacrifice. Yes, sir. And then yes, sir. Giving him praises mm-hmm. of your lips, giving him thanks. And Paul also says Come on. that you're supposed to present yourself a living sacrifice. Man. So if you the sacrifice, I'm the sacrifice, right? Come on. And I'm waiting to be sacrificed like the animals are waiting, right? I tie myself with a cord yes. and tie myself to the horn of the altar. And guess who's the horn, man? man. It's Jesus Christ. 
deep and out of Israel. And how long do the sacrifices stand there? Until their death. So when you get presented before the priest, right, you get dumped in the water, you become a living sacrifice, you're supposed to stay tied to the horn. Tied to the horn of the altar until your life is over with. You ain't no going backwards, right? That's it. That's why we talking about this horn of salvation and your lifestyle. Because the, the lamb and the sheep and the ram, and the they don't get to do what they want to no more. They're tied to the horn now. You stuck. Right? We got one more. <laughs> one more. Psalms, um, yeah, tell me out. Psalms 51. Thank you. You see, sisters and brothers, I'm going to look to the hills. Yeah. The Lord, the Lord God of Israel, he said, look to the hills. Mm-hmm. I am thy Savior, the Holy One of Israel. Yes, sir. And this, I'm, I'm trucked up, brother. This last scripture we're going to read is going to um, illustrate the timeline that I just uh, talked about, uh, the outline, brother, that I just talked about in the feast of the Lord, right? Remember I said that the first set of feasts was about you and getting you straight, yeah. and the last set is about helping your brother to get them straight yeah. so that all of us can be gathered. Yes, sir. All right, so Psalms 51 and 9 at the last set. Man, hide thy face from my sin mm-hmm. and blot out all my iniquities. Praise God. Created me a clean heart, mm-hmm. O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. So blot out my iniquities like the Passover do, right? Mm-hmm. Create the clean heart in me like that do, right? Clean slate. Okay, keep going. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Right, so don't, I cast, need this bomb. don't cast me out of your presence. I'm eating this bread, and we talked about how the Spirit and the, uh, the Holy Spirit is present. And the Feast of Pentecost, yes. right, Acts chapter 2, and how it was similar to Exodus 20, right? So we got all of them now. Keep going. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, mm-hmm. and uphold me with thy free spirit. And then what? Man, then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. So after I work on me, after I get me straight, then I can go out and converse sinners. See, that's what's the problem with a lot of watchmen. A lot of watchmen ain't got them straight. That's Man. why your lifestyle contradictory. Because, like, I know the struggle. You're just struggling. But that's probably why you should, until you get your lifestyle straight, then you can go and teach transgressors Man. the way of God. Man. Right? So, um, again, hopefully somebody called an increase from this. The memorial of the blowing of the trumpets on a spiritual level is talking about you. Because technically, Jesus is the one who came to warn everybody against yes, God. Did. So Jesus. technically, he's the watchman. And his horn is you, me, us, all of us. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often the Lord is trying to gather you. Will you hear? Will you obey? Will you drop your pride? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Mm-hmm. And in the end, endure to the end. And then we can say, Lord! Come quickly. Woo! To the music, Drake. <laughs> hey, I appreciate everybody showing up. Tuning in, Bomber Gilead Radio. Make sure you check us out on the Saturday and on Tuesday at 12 o'clock. Memorial Blood and Trumpet. Listen, brothers, two wonderful items that you need to have. The four winds of heaven. It deals with analysis of born again, saved, the rapture. Deals with the spark of the beast. You need this at this day and in this hour more than ever. Here's your God. Black history, told by the prophet. Another wonderful resource. Written by the end of God, produced by the end of God. Your history, world history. You better get this bomb. You better get this bomb. Oh, I'm turned up. Oh. Yeah. Come on, South Bend.